house. Those are jazzy tunes. Councilmember Valenzuela getting down over there to that. Tunes. All right, Madam Chair, we are live and ready to start when you are. Perfect. We are more than ready. Let's go. Go for it, Madam Clerk. Call the meeting to, to order here and get us started, would you? All right. This is a meeting of the PNPE committee. I'm going to call the roll. Member Harris, Lilloey? Here. Member Harris? Here. Member Valenzuela? Here. And Chair Ashby? Here. We have a quorum? We do. Thank you so much. And we have a pretty full agenda and we need to get through it because we also have a full rest of the day. So I'd like to make this as quick and painless as possible for my colleagues here. Madam Clerk, will you please get us started with the discussion calendar? Our first item on the discussion calendar is a review of applicants for the Capital Area Development Authority Governing Board. We have two um, candidates for one seat, seat B, which is a member appointed in the manner specified by the charter, and we do have staff of this committee available in both of our um, candidates. I'll call the first one. Jose Bodipo Mimba. Good afternoon. Hey there, how are you doing? I'm doing well, good to see you, Councilmember. Nice to see you too, thanks for being here. Thank you, thanks for the opportunity. You got it, walk us through uh, your application to be on CADA. Sure, um, in terms of just my interest in the CADA board, um, community service has been a key core value of mine and, and part of that is leveraging the technical expertise and my passions in order to help serve the city. Um, CADA, I think, is a great alignment with those core values and skill sets, given their focus on neighborhoods and building neighborhoods for people, not just for profit. Um, focusing on affordability, environmental sustainability is a core of what I've done professionally and personally. So sitting on that board would be an honor and a privilege. I believe I bring technical expertise to the table, um, serving as Director of Sustainable Communities for SMUD in my current professional role, bringing over 21 years of environmental and urban planning experience to the table as well. I've been a CEQA practitioner. I've served as a city planning commissioner for four years, uh, past planning commissioning chair and vice chair. I'm the immediate past chair of the Urban Land Institute, which is over 40,000 professionals uh, nationwide, excuse me, worldwide, focusing on land use and development and really proud of the efforts we've done to bring inclusion and equity as a part of that here in Sacramento in our district council. Um, I've served on five national technical panels doing uh, affordable uh, land use advisory in Colorado Springs, in uh, Indianapolis, in San Jose twice, in Sonoma County, uh, and also bring a number of, 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 of linkages in terms of community service, in terms of a board member uh, throughout the region. And so from that perspective, I think I bring a wide, uh, a full, uh, sorry, a 360 degree perspective. I've been a consultant. I've worked on the agency side. I've worked as a volunteer and worked on the development side as well. So I'd be honored. Um, council member, or excuse me, former board member, Plug It Bomb is a good friend of mine. So I know you have a great, great option that as well, but I'd love to be that representative. So I'll leave 15 minutes on the clock, 15 seconds on the clock. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good job. That's, that's you. how you do it right there. All right. Let's hear from Plucky too. And then, then we can uh, either wait or decide here. Hey, hey. Phil. How's it going? Going great. Thanks for joining us. Well, like Jose, I am also here to speak in favor of Jose Bodipa Memba for the Cato Board. 
while I would be honored to serve, uh, I think Jose is, is by, by far the superior choice in, in this uh, heads up battle and, and I, I fully endorse him. Uh, in all seriousness, um, the, the finest uh, uh, planning commissioner I think I've had the opportunity to serve with a person of the highest integrity and, and uh, skills and, and I think the city would be uh, well on the board if you choose to give them that opportunity. And I yield. I was a little perplexed to see you both on there as candidates, but I now better understand. I think it would be more than happy to take your recommendation, Phil, and Jose would be lucky to have you. Everybody loves you both. We'd be equally lucky to have you too, Phil. Um, Mr. Harris, I presume you have something to say about this. Just a little bit. So uh, we can't go wrong, obviously, with either candidate. Um, I love both of these guys dearly. They are value-added to the city in numerous ways. Um, I, I'll nominate Jose Bodo Memba for the seat. I suppose we have to take a vote. Phil, thank you for being so gracious and conceding. You also would have been a tremendous uh, Cater Board member. Uh, so uh, your time is coming. <laughs> anyway, um, Jose, welcome aboard, my friend. I'm happy to second the motion by Jose Bodo Memba. Very good. Wendy, did you want to chime in at all? Wendy Saunders. Yeah, Wendy, we need you to unmute. Hey, I just wanted to say uh, how lucky I am to have two fabulous gentlemen to apply for this seat. I actually asked Jose to apply because he's been such a wonderful, upstanding member of our community in so many regards. But I also uh, was just pleased to death when Phil, I, I, I took it as a compliment for Cato when Phil applied too. He's, he, they would both be great board members. I support uh, your nomination of Jose. Thank you so much, council members. All right, thanks, Wendy, and thanks for the great work you're doing with Cato. Cato's a really fun one to work on, so I don't blame either of you for applying. Uh, it's probably not a surprise to anyone that Jose is one of my favorite Sacramentans. And so, um, I'm honored to be able to vote for you here today. And Phil, thanks for making it easier because you're both good candidates. So we have a motion and a second. Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Member Lolowi? Aye. Member Harris? Aye. Member Valenzuela? Yes. Chair Ashby? Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Both of you appreciate it. Jose, go make us Thank proud, you. Phil. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Phil, I owe you one. All right, Madam Clerk, can you take us to the next item, please? And may they all be that simple. The next is a review of applicants for the Utilities Rate Advisory Commission. And there are four, five seats, excuse me, um, that are available to be filled. Prior to starting um, today, Brian Martin has withdrawn his application. Candidate Spencer Eberly advised he was unable to attend and candidate um, Ray Vanderwerf does not believe she'll be able to attend. She's going to try. She's at jury duty right now. They. They. Ray right. is they. Mm hmm Okay, got it. So um, we have a couple of interviewees then, or? Yes, we do. We have two candidates on the call at the moment. All right, perfect. Let's hear from, from both of them, please. Connie Perkins. There you go. Member Harris, that's a name we know. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Oh my gosh. It's so nice to see you. Yes. So thank you for having me. So I'm applying for my second term on the URAC commission. 
Um, I actually live in District 3, so I have home, I own homes in the District 3, 5, and 6. So I just think it's very important that, you know, utility bills need to be affordable, but also the necessity for water, sewer, and drainage and solid waste services in the city. Um, as you know, as a former city employee, and I worked for the city for 14 years in water quality and floodplain management, and now I'm a supervising engineer at the state of California doing floodplain management. So um, I hope you will consider me for the job. For the decision, I enjoyed being on it last term. Thank you. You guys, for the first six years of my life as a council member, my district was in a building moratorium. And the only person in the world who could help me answer the most difficult questions for my constituents about why they couldn't rebuild their homes if, if they caught on fire or something happened was Miss Perkins. So I owe her a tremendous debt of gratitude forever and ever. There is no better floodplain manager in the state of California than Connie Perkins. So thanks for applying and thanks for staying on URAC for us and helping us. Connie, I appreciate you. All right. We have one more per person I think to interview and a couple of spots open here. We do. We have Jill Zito and Ray has also joined the call. We'll start with Jill Zito. Okay. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can't quite I, I don't see know you, but I can see me. hear I can't, you. Can't see my, oh, there we go. Start the video. There okay. you go. Are we on? Well, okay. There I am. Way at the very top. <laughs> I'm Jill Zio, and I applied for this commission as well. I've been on the URAC um, in Davis in prior years when I lived in Yolo County. Um, and I'm a newcomer to Sacramento in this respect. I live in South Thomas, but I'm not a newcomer to community service. I've done uh, grand juries. I've done, uh, the, like I said, the Rate and Utility Commission, also uh, the Financial Oversight Commission, but that was all in Davis. But I've applied mainly for this committee because I'm really concerned about the future of in infrastructure with these utility services. Um, infrastructure is a big topic right now with climate uh, issues and fires and everything's going on and to provide constant reliable service to the community and to people at a reasonable expense. Everything seems to be going up. I just got to notice Netflix is going up again. So um, to keep some kind of lid on this because, you know, things I think we're in for a rough few years, but I think if, if the planning is done properly, you can anticipate things that might come up. And I think the key to a lot of stuff is realizing what you're going to need and be prepared for that in the future and budget for that and plan for it. Um, so you're not caught behind the eight ball, so to speak, with some major disaster, God forbid, or something coming up. But um, So I'm excited about it. Would love to, to get involved. <laughs> um, I'm currently on the on the Thomas CPAC Commission. Um, unfortunately, we've not met a whole lot during COVID. So it's kind of been, you know, hit or miss, but I would like to become more involved. So I would like your support and <laughs> all right good all right thank you for applying we appreciate it very much and okay. just to be clear did you which seats was she eligible for wendy all b c d e n f or yes ma'am okay all right very good thank you Jill. Thank you. appreciate it very much okay thank and you ray are you there yeah thank you everyone um yeah thanks sorry. for joining us ray I literally just ran out because I just got released from jury selection. So uh, I'm glad I was able to join everyone. I've been now, I finished a partial term and this um, I'm applying for my full second term on the URAC commission. And I'm interested in continuing this work. I've worked in drinking water, water rights, and I now work in water and food and ag, specifically on drought and on Sigma, which are two things that greatly impact how 
public utilities get to work and how we get to do things anywhere from our stormwater, but also like trash and recycling. Those do get impacted by different um, state, new state regulations. And so working for the state, I understand that there are often many new things happening, both either new grants available to different regs and new legislation. So I think with my background, I can hope I can continue to provide those services and continue to help our URAC commission make sure we're inclusive. We're thinking about everyone, not not just ourselves, but thinking about the entire community, renters, people who are low income, people who are on fixed incomes, making sure that when we're adjusting our rates and we're doing things like that, that those people are considered and made sure that their voices are included. And those are some of the reasons I'd like to stay on the commission. All right, thank you very much for running out to catch us, Ray. We appreciate you. All right, Madam Clerk, is that it for our interviewees? That does conclude the interviews for this item. All right, Adam, very uh, good. Chair, there, there are five seats available, correct? Yes, sir. B, C, D, E, and F. And there are five candidates who are available since Brian Martin dropped out. I would like to nominate the remaining five. Is there a staff person on this call? And I just want to double check because I count six people on my list. Oh. Did I miss somebody? Okay, so I'm, I'm nominating Spencer Everly, Connie Perkins, Ray Vandeworth, Jill Zito, uh, Philip, and Philip Thomas. Just oh, so that's everybody except for P. Anthony Thomas? That's correct, who is okay. an incumbent. So uh, I'm open to changing that if there was discussion about it, but. Madam Clerk. There is not staff from the department. And Philip Thomas is somebody different than P. Anthony Thomas? Yes, there are two different candidates. Councilmember Harris, you want to replace the incumbent? Oh, Matt Clerk, I believe Philip is joining us now. We're looking at the. Okay. Hi, Philip. There you are. Hello. I apologize for my lateness. My last meeting went over. No problem. You made it in the nick of time. Tell us why you would like to serve on the URAC commission, please. Uh, well, I am uh, from Sacramento, but I have recently moved back to the area. Um, I was living abroad for uh, a period of time. And uh, I am interested in uh, re-engaging with my community and um, just sort of being part of any process that uh, is used to um, enhance uh, the community, make people's lives better, and also being a voice for uh, transparency um, to the community itself. And I know uh, for a lot of folks, they just don't know how things work, you know, how rates are set, how budgets are determined. Um, you know, the list can go on. And I think as somebody that uh, has had a lot of engagement within um, various communities in Sacramento, I am a, I would be a good advocate to um, uh, keep people up to date and kind of let them know how our local processes work. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Madam Clerk, I just had a question. So did P. Anthony Thomas 
did did he tell us he wouldn't be available today or what what was the issue there because i do think that he is a good member in good standing we did invite him but we did not receive a confirmation one way or the other and as far as we have not had any um information from the department that they would not like him to continue and what's his attendance and see current and attending the meetings and all that i believe so but i will double check it's a pretty extensive history in water and power It does look like he's had satisfactory attendance. Okay. Member Harris. Again, if somebody had a strong opinion about the incumbent, um, I'm open to discussion. Madam Clerk, how, how many terms has Mr. Uh, Thomas served or when did we appoint him? I believe I, I will double check. I know he served one full and I believe his initial was part of the partial. Yes, I don't have the exact dates, but the first term would not have counted as a partial. And then it looks like he started on 7-1-2019. Right, for this current, and, and so he is yeah. eligible for an additional. It also looks like he started previous to that 17, actual start date 17. That was the partial. Yeah, so he did a partial and then a full. Yes, okay. ma'am. Okay, well, there's a motion on the table. It removes one incumbent. Uh, if there's a second, we can entertain a motion or we can come back to this item and decide at the next PMPE meeting. Would y'all like to just what want to think on it a bit and come back next, next PMPE and see what we hear? Maybe we can ask a staff person uh, to come and, and give us an idea. I'd hate to remove somebody that might be critical to them. At the same time, there's lots of great candidates. I don't think they're having any quorum issues. All three people who have, are reapplying will still be able to attend. So if you'd like to wait until our next PMP meeting, we certainly could do that. Chair, I'm happy to withdraw the motion and punt. Uh, I would like to hear from the incumbent. I'm a little disappointed he didn't make it, but uh, and you know his his uh, his written bio here was a little little sparse, so uh, I just want to know that he really wants to continue on the commission. Okay. Um, so if if you're content pushing this back, let's do that. Fair enough. Let's uh, let's uh, have them come. We'll talk about it when we come back. We can <clears throat> we can ask a URAC representative, Madam Clerk. Can you make a U make sure a URAC representative is there, and then also. Could you invite that incumbent to come to our next meeting too, if he'd like to speak? If, because who knows what what might have been going on with him for today? But uh, give him that chance, and then, and, and any of the others that wanted to, although Ray made it today, so they won't need to come back next time. Yes, ma'am, we'll do that. All right, thank you so much. Sounds good. So we'll be we'll be taking for those of you who are on here, we'll be taking that one up next time. Give ourselves a chance to talk to staff and and review those applications since there's so many good applicants. We'll head on to the uh, Ann Lanham Bertha Henschel Memorial Fund. 
Today we'll be doing reviewing applications for nomination for the Anland Bertha Henschel Fund at the last meeting in January. We interviewed one candidate, Michelle Arnault. There are two seats available, seats G and I. Both are described as members of the general public. And we do have staff for this commission on the call. All right, let's hear from staff. Did you have a strong opinion? That's Janelle. Okay. We're gonna bring her over into the call. Okay. And I believe we might have public comment. We do have a person with their hand raised. I do see that. I'm thinking that might be a person who wasn't here last time or something. You can happy to take a public comment as well, but let's hear from staff first. Janelle. This is Bill uh, Busade. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, yeah, am I the staff you wanted to hear from? <laughs> no, not unless you started uh, staffing the Ann Land Bertha Henschel and didn't tell okay. me. Sorry about that. I heard you discussing the URAC and I tried to jump on real quick. Oh, we were. We're going to need you next time. We need you to, re you can, uh, can you review all of those applicants, please? Because we're going to need a little help with that at our next PMPE meeting oh, if you have a chance to look at them, Bill. Be happy to do that. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. That would have been really weird if Bill was in charge of this memorial fund as well. <laughs> Is that Janelle? I can't quite. We're having some technical issues here, folks. Bear with us for a second. Wendy, I can't see her or hear her. Can you find her or no? We're asking her to start her video and audio. Okay, very good. Let's take this public comment if we need to in between. Caller with the last four of 3439. Are you able to unmute? Hi. This is Chanel. Can you hear me? We can. Yeah. Mm hmm. So oh, sorry, I, I called in uh, via phone uh, because my computer audio was having issues. Um, so Got I've been it. trying to, so sorry. That's okay, don't worry about it, no problem. Janelle, thanks for doing the extra gymnastics there to get where you can help us. What would you like us to do here? Do you have a preference on these candidates? We have seat G and I, and you have three candidates, Michelle Arnold, Sheila Ellis, and Sarah Bannerman. We only met one of them, though we did review applications for all three. Do you have a preference? Uh, we don't have any particular preference. Um, as, as mentioned, there are two seats open. They've been open for some time, um, and um, all of the rest of the members are uh, have been on the board for some time, so uh, these seats are wide open and would defer to uh, this commission for uh, determination of members. Okay, I'm it, unless one of my colleagues has a preference, I'm just going to make a motion here that we take Michelle, who did actually interview with us for seat G, and that we take Sheila Ellis for seat I. I believe that works since they're both just members representing the general public. We'll give them a, a chance here to serve and then um, look at this again next time when the next seat opens up and encourage the other applicant, Sarah, to reapply. I'll second, Sarah. Those were actually my two choices as well. 
Okay. Madam Clerk, could you take a roll for us, please? Member Lalowi? Aye. Member Harris? Aye. Member Valenzuela? Yes. And Chair Ashby? Yes. Motion passes. Thank you. All right, great. Thank you. Let's move on to the next item here. Item four is review applications, nominations for the Sacramento Ethics Commission. We have interviews for these seats, seats B and B, I'm sorry, B and C and D on January 18th. At that time, you interviewed four candidates. Yes, we sure did. And uh, one of these candidates, I, if I remember right, yes, it also just applied for URAC. So that might be something we want to think about, too. Uh, one thing I would like to say right off the bat here is I would very much like to see Deanna Adams return to this commission. And I, I think I told you guys this and her this when she interviewed. She's exactly the kind of person we need for that committee or commission because it's, it's brand new. And it's learning to be what it's going to be. And we need people like her who are going to be creative and think outside the box and help us really form that commission into what it's supposed to become. So I am going to ask my colleagues to please support Deanna. And then we can talk about whoever else y'all would like on this list. She's important to me, though, please. Chair, I tend to agree with you about Deanna. I also, in our last interviews, liked Nicole Velasquez. In taking notes, I, I noted that uh, she had. Um, yes, I, and I believe she applied twice too. She was coming back trying again. Um, it, we we also have didn't I don't see Linda Ng listed as one of the applicants, but I we did talk. Oh yes, we did. She is listed. There's just not a picture of her, but we did talk to her as well. We did. Mm hmm. Because she's an incumbent and she's done a really good job as well. She's been very positive and optimistic and a good person. Uh, do we get to choose three today, Madam Clerk? Yes, ma'am. We do. B and C okay. and D. Miss um, Adams is the incumbent in seat B, and Miss Ng right. is the incumbent in seat D. And does Miss Velasquez uh, qualify for C? Yes, she indicated on her application and statements made in her interview support that as well. I'm trying to look quickly at what C is. Background in law, ethics, local government. Yeah, she's an HR expert, so she should be okay. Yeah, I think she should be okay. Okay, so uh, let's make a motion then. I'll make it if you'd like um, for Miss Adams, seat B, Miss... Velasquez in seat C and Miss Ng in seat D. I'll second your motion. All right, Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Member Lalowi? Aye. Member Harris? Aye. Member Valenzuela? Yes. Chair Ashby? Yes. Motion passes. Great, thank you. Thanks to those those candidates too. That's really an important commission for us, but it's also one we need help with. So thank you. All right, folks, animal care services survey is a little bit complicated and I'm going to ask the clerk to give us a little primer on what we're about to hear and remind you all what, how we got here. So Wendy, would you please bring my colleagues up to speed on this? Um, just to clarify, discussion five is the animal care survey the, are you referring mm -hmm. to that or item six, which is about the um, ordinance? Well, I think we should take them together. 
Okay. And uh, let's just have you bring the, we need to kind of move quickly because it's 3.30 and we have a big council agenda, but we waited for this for a long time. I know Councilmember Valenzuela and I both have gotten a lot of interactions on this. I don't know if Councilmembers Lillian Harris have. They probably have as well. I, I see Councilmember Valenzuela tagged in a lot of social media with me on these issues. So I just wanted you, Wendy, I know you've worked really hard on it and you've been so helpful to us. And I thought maybe you could just give us a little brief update before we walk into these, both of these items. Great, well, we'll take items five and six then. That's the Animal Care Services Survey, as well as a review of the Code Chapter 2.68, which refers to the um, ordinance that forms the commission. So the, our city auditor's office did a citywide survey and I believe Philip Zimmerman is on the call today to, to respond to that, that maybe the auditor will introduce it. To talk about their findings, they did a survey between July and August of last year and received nearly 700 responses. At the same time this effort was occurring, in addition to general, the general charges given to the city clerk to look at all of our commissions, we had long been working on the animal care services um, committee. And in your report there, um, you'll see two things. The first being that we're trying to streamline all of the ordinances so they have the same look and feel. That's a follow-up to the item you had in the previous month about changing section 2.40. So we're really streamlining the scopes of these commissions to ensure that they have a clear understanding of their roles and responsibilities. So for this particular commission, we're streamlining that down to be very clear that they're established to provide recommendations to the mayor and council on strategies generally when policies how that will enhance animal care services through the city. I, I'm not sure that Councilmember Valenzuela, but I know Councilmember Ashby and others also received some input outside of the survey from very active members of our animal community about what they would like to see the duties to be for this commission. Um, as you'll recall, this commission was established in response to a survey from the United States Humane Society and the evolution of the Front Street Shelter has been quite um, far and we're, we've moved past that and need to look going to the future. So again, it's very clear that this commission committee, excuse me, will be providing recommendations to the city council, not just on the actual part of, of the Front Street Shelter, but how they can partner regionally with other organizations, how they can be part of edu ongoing education and public relation efforts about regard regarding humane care and proper treatment, and also how they, we can bring up the importance of spay and neutering, and most importantly, bringing a, a um, better public forum for concerned citizens and interested citizens to, to kind of connect with our government in this way. And finally, changing the makeup of this commission. Um, as poor members of PMP know, uh, we've done for years and years, tried to fill these, these positions. It's been a challenge, especially finding a veterinarian. Um, we did find one this time, not without the hard efforts of the animal care staff, but going forward, looking at a way to make sure that there are multiple levels of voices and, and people being able to participate. If you look at the current commission, there's very specific technical requirements that are a challenge to fill in addition to having representation from only four council districts. So just as we've done with many of our other commissions, we're recommending that this commission go to a, commission, a, a position nominated by each council member and the mayor PMPE would retain a nomination and they would also be making the nomination for the youth seat, which is another direction we've been given from council to try to incorporate our youth in this government process. 
that is the, the portion of the ordinance. I'm obviously happy to answer any questions or we could turn it over to the auditor and Philip okay. for the survey. That's fantastic. Let's do a couple of things. First of all, Councilmember Valenzuela has her hand up, but before I call on her, let me just briefly tell my colleagues this. So the first item is really just the audit is on for us to just hear about. And Jorge and, and Philip can tell us a little bit about it. We're not taking a vote on that. It's receive and file. The second item, which is how we set up the animal committee, uh, I would just remind you that we have been charged with sort of right-sizing all of these committees and commissions. And this is a part of that larger project. This is one that has been quite controversial for the entire 12 years I've served on PMPE. And one way we think we might be able to remedy that a bit is to have the folks on it be appointed by council members rather than all of the categories because we've had such a hard time filling those categories over the years. So that's the summary of where we're going with this. And then Councilmember Valenzuela, I'm gonna call on you to speak and then let's hear from, do you not wanna speak? I can wait, sorry, I'll just move my sure? hand for now. Yeah. Okay, all right, well then we can hear from the auditor's office. I don't see Jorge, but I I do see his staff. Hi, Farishta, how are you? Hi, yes, I'm, I'm gonna be filling in for Jorge. Okay, so. good, upgrade, tell him we said so. Okay. <laughs> I'll let him know. All right, okay. tell, us this, tell us the survey results. Sure, um, can you guys see my presentation? Not yet, but I'm sure the clerk no. will set us up so that you can, there you are. Yep, we can see it now. Okay. Sure, go ahead. So good afternoon, members of the Personnel and Public Employees Committee. My name is Krishna Arari. I'm a Principal Fiscal Policy Analyst for the Office of the City Auditor. Um, the item that's before you is the results of the Animal Care Services um, survey that we did. Uh, the Animal Care Services Division asked for our office's assistance in conducting an animal care survey of the community. Our role in the survey process included um, just working with the Animal Care Services Division and our consultants, Polko, to uh, get the survey uh, administered and going. <clears throat> see. Uh, we reviewed the survey uh, questions proposed by the Animal Care Services Survey Division and provided some feedback. Uh, in addition, we monitored the survey results via our Polko platform and reviewed uh, and assisted with finalizing the survey report. Uh, that's in your staff report. Uh, now I'll turn it over to the Animal Care Services Manager, Philip Zimmerman, to discuss the survey results. Thank you. Good afternoon, uh, Vice Mayor Ashby and the rest of the PMPE committee members. So what we learned is that Animal Services places number three in some of the city priorities, uh, which was uh, very impressive. Um, we posted this from July 27th, um, and we posted it for 30 days. We posted it on our social media accounts, the City Minute blog, the City Express website. We also sent it to our 4,264 volunteers and then all of our rescue transfer partners as well. So one of the things that we learned is that again, that City of Sacramento Animal Services rated very high in priority. Uh, the most highest in priority uh, was dealing with uh, stray and injured animals and providing lost and found services were considered the most essential to the shelter. Um, and next was investigating dangerous 
uh, animals that are out on the, the streets. Um, and then again, as Wendy mentioned, you know, again, focusing on some of the stuff that's going on out in the community, which directly impacts the shelter, is the access to affordable veterinary care in our shelter. Um, and again, we're seeing that, you know, a large portion of the community doesn't believe that there's access to low cost and affordable veterinary care for our community members. And a lot of those are our most underserved community members. So that's a lot of the work that we're trying to do and we wanna go forward and continue to doing. And then lastly, uh, what's important is that we do um, investigate um, animal neglect and abuse um, as, as a priority, depending on the um, severity of the, in, in, uh, the situation. So as we uh, never embarked on, on such a expansive survey, um, again, animal care services rated in the top three of important um, areas of uh, the city. And so what do we do with this information? I think what we need to do with this information is that make sure that any ordinances going forward, uh, that we align those with the community concerns about well, animal welfare issues in our community. And then I think that the results of this survey can um, assist the current Animal Care Citizens Advisory Committee and also address um, in any future um, commissions that are established, which is what we're here today for. Okay, is that the end of the presentation for you too? Yes. The, 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 as you saw, the, the survey is very long. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, to... I'm sure my colleagues read through it because it's it's not it's only 60 pages in our you know, the the auditor's office does such a good job of putting those in digestible format for us. But um, yeah, it was very easy to see that people care very much about Front Street that they want to see, you know, more out of Front Street and that they uh, have just as as Philip walked through a, a sort of their hierarchy of important stuff is left lost pets and then taking care of pets and so um that's probably not too big of a surprise to any of us but one thing we really need to do is right size this commission to be able to to really perform um the services that we're asking them to perform so thank you uh farishta always nice to see you thank you for your hard work She's thank a you member of that team Really enjoy working with her. And then Philip, thanks for contributing to that too. It's great work. So the second half of this is looking at the commission. Would you, Philip, like to comment on that? Or what would, I know you have some concerns. You should share them now with my colleagues. Yeah, so one, one of my concerns is that, you know, animal welfare over the years has tended to place lower priorities in many cities. And so what we're trying to do as an industry is, is, is really create um, the important work that we do and really connecting it not only with animals, but with people as well. Um, and so it, I do know that there has been a historical challenge in recruiting for the particular seats. Um, I think that we were all surprised this last time that we had an overabundance. I think it was probably 50 plus applications. Um, and we were able to, to really get some really good qualified candidates. And I think one of the reasons that is, is because of the pandemic, it really forced uh, not only Front Street, but shelters across this country to look at the way we were, we were doing business and were we doing it the right way. 
And I think that that's what really intrigues so many of our community members to display an interest. And I think it would be beneficial not only to council members, but to myself and other constituents that we, we have commissioners on this, that on a future mission that have some experience in, in all the different aspects of our, our, our work. Um, again, we're, you know, we don't just take in animals. We have animal care technicians. We're providing customer service. We're providing veterinary care, not only for shelter animals, but community animals. We're doing community outreach services. There's so much more than just intaking animals and placing animals back out. And so I just, I think it's really important that we have that expertise of our community members that can provide direction to the council on how we go forward. All right, thanks for that input. Councilmember Valenzuela, would you like to comment? And then Madam yeah. Clerk, also, could you, if there are any public comments, could you call for that so we could have that as well? Go ahead, Councilmember Valenzuela, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I think we have only one member of the public watching, so if they're interested, feel free. But um, I think the, I wanna echo a little bit of what, where Philip just left off, which is that I think we have a great committee right now that we've just appointed with some really great expertise. And so I'm like really, hesitant to sort of scrap that and say, let's go to, it feels like we just swinging the pendulum straight to the other direction, which is like no expertise, no like necessary. It's like, as long as you're interested in animal welfare, you care, you know, qualify for all of these seats. And so I wonder if we could think about, cause not every commission has a council member appointee from every district. You know, there's some of our commissions and committees have a couple of mayor appointees and then a few PMPE appointees um, that still let us kind of manage some of the expertise and work um, that goes into similar to what we just did with those 50 applicants like going through and I think we did what three rounds of interviews and and multiple vettings to try to get to this really really qualified I think list of folks that's currently serving so I wonder what my colleagues think about the idea of kind of maybe and maybe we could talk about loosening and shifting some of the language under the current committee um, to see to make it a little less rigid so if we can't find somebody who's got veterinary expertise we have a little bit of flexibility there but um i wonder what folks think about kind of keeping the current um structure but then adding a couple more appointments um for general public or a couple more mayor appointments so that you know if the goal is to increase representation across the community you know maybe there's another way for us to do that rather than scrapping all of the expertise we've built on this committee as it stands. And I also don't like the fact that we would essentially like we just appointed these folks and then we're going to change it. And now like, sorry, too late, because I mean, they're volunteering and, and I just don't know how I feel about that too. <laughs> okay, I appreciate those comments. I have a couple of strong thoughts too that I'd like to share with my colleagues. And then if Councilmember Harris, maybe you go after that. Um, first of all, I think on a broader scale, we're being asked as PMPE to really create some uniformity to some of these committees and commissions. And I will tell you that without a doubt, the committees and commissions that operate by form of appointment from the council members function at a much higher level. There's just a different level of accountability. If you look at PMPE, I'm sorry, if you look at uh, the planning commission and you look at the parks commission, which Councilmember Harris served on and the active transportation, even the youth committee having that council member choose a person really does help. We talked about the dynamic of making these appointments and then turning right around and changing them back when we made the appointments. We knew we were potentially making that decision. What I really believe we need to make this change on PMPE. I think it would be a bad idea to continue on with animal care as it is. However, because we just appointed the board, I think one 
way we could come to a graceful solution would be to implement this in a phased approach and let this board sit for a year before we implement council district appointments and then phase them out uh, or they can apply to obviously. And, you know, on a lot of committees and commissions, I know now mostly council members choose people from their district, but that hasn't always been the case. People have chosen subject matter experts before as well for certain committees and commissions. And that could certainly happen here too. But we have to be kind of careful because we're being asked to look at things from a broader perspective. And so my ask of my colleagues is to think of things in terms of not just one committee at a time, but as a whole, how we're putting together a system that will help our city manage all of these committees and commissions to make sure that they're operating effectively. And for 12 years, this one has been a standout actually for not operating well, long before Phil was here, long before it's been like this for a long time. And actually it's not the first time I've seen 50 applicants for the animal care board that happens quite a bit every time they get mad there there will be 50 of them or 40 of them that apply so it has actually been one that's risen to the top multiple times so just keep that in mind as we move forward but i am sensitive to some of council member valenzuela's concerns too about letting this group have a moment to do some work which i think would be important and valuable council member harris yeah chair i actually agree with both of you i you know we we just appointed a bunch of pretty good quality people to the committee. And yet your concerns are actually uh, very important, Chair Ashby. Um, I think we need uniformity. So here's, here's my issue. On this particular commission, we need subject matter experts. We need a veterinarian. And if we just leave it to council appointments, I'm not sure we'll get the expertise we need. So what I'm asking Wendy or anybody on staff, what kind of qualifications can we demand that the council members must adhere to when selecting candidates? How do we get the subject matter experts that we need? I think we need to keep that door open. We can't just make it a council appointee without qualification. That doesn't work for me in this particular area because as we all know, there's a tremendous amount of passion here there's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of differences of opinion. We don't want to get caught up in that maelstrom. At the same time, we do need to require that we get some experts on the commission. So Wendy or Philip or anybody out there, can you suggest a pathway if we go with council appointments and a mayoral appointment, how we get the subject matter experts we need? Councilmember Harris, sir, actually, I'm sorry, go ahead. A couple options. So the, the language that's currently proposed is that the council members and mayor would appoint people based on this. A member with expressed interest, training, or experience in the following areas, welfare, animal welfare, rescue, animal health care professional, fostering or social justice and safety net issues as it relates to animal care and our low income and unhoused populations. That would be the parameters of the council members and mayor. And the, that is the same criteria currently for the, the PMPE appointment. But that could be an option where that is states as a healthcare professional. I would suggest it could be a variety of healthcare animal professionals, um, not just a veterinarian. The other option, which is not commonly used, but it exists in a couple of our boards, is where we could have an ex officio member where you could ask the, the veterinary staff of the, of the um, 
the shelter or any staff that we have, um, if, even if they're not directly appointed at the shelter, to serve as an ex officio member to give you that professional guidance, but they would not be considered a voting member of the commission. Yeah, that still doesn't quite hit the sweet spot for me. Uh, Philip, do you have anything to offer here? Yeah, I mean, I, I do like the the new makeup, except that you know it, it is there is it does not require the experience; it just just an interest. Um, so that is concerning. One of the things, again, I know that we we've historically had a difficult time because it was you know a director of an animal, uh, actually an animal welfare organization. Well, there's a lot of different definitions of what that means. That could be a, a shelter, a nonprofit, a national organization. So we did change some of that. So it really does kind of group those people that work in it, work or volunteer in an animal welfare organization. Um, so we've we've taken that. But I, I I really do. You know, as being in shelter leadership for six years, having a veterinarian is that our veterinarian team here at Front Street is critical to the success of the yeah. shelter. And I just, I feel really strongly that we we should not do away with that. I think that's really, really yeah. critical that we have that. I think that's department. really important too. And I think Councilmember Harris is saying the same thing. Councilmember Valenzuela, do you wanna chime back in? Yeah, I know. I think um, I have an idea and just wanna throw it out there kind of riffing in real time here. But I think like I have, I'm a foster, I'm like, I have rescue dogs before, but I wouldn't consider myself an expert just because I'm interested in animal welfare, right? But I think it's different if, you have volunteered or paid experience. Um, like if you're volunteering at a shelter or if you're doing, so it's like volunteer or paid experience in you know, animal welfare, animal rescue, animal healthcare, right? Yeah. Or, and then we could expand it to be like community education, you know, type work. Cause you've got good works like Red Rover and others. But I think like being a little bit more narrow to say they need to have actually spent time on this. A little like more specific. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe for one of the PMPE, seats um we can specify yeah. yeah that we need someone with like actual trained expertise yeah. in animal and then that gives us the chance to fill the gap um that, that makes we sure can that do that adding. to the mayor's seat too if we want to you, okay. I, I think we can play with the mayor's seat or the pmpe seats if we want to add level of expertise and i think madam clerk what i'm hearing pretty uniformly and i agree with them is that we'd like a little stronger language on who the council can appoint not so much just an interest in but experience in and then the definition of experience being some form of either paid or volunteer work in a in that particular area. Yes, uh, you know, council members are pretty good at this. We've done this in the past with with other boards and commissions where we had them choose. <clears throat> but it really does matter to try to get people from around the city. It changes boards drastically when communities are left out. And it tends to be District 2 and District 8 that get left out. And uh, the issues in those communities are so different sometimes than what's happening in one and four and three that I think it's really important. So Madam Clerk, can you talk to us about that? Cause I think we are uh, of one mind. Can you tell us if you can do what we're, what we're talking about here, please? I absolutely do uh, believe that that can be attained. We will change the language and this comes a little bit from the, the planning commission. So we'll go with their stronger yeah. language and then we will define, I think that the best part here is that we'll define what experience is. So it's very clear. And then keep in mind, as these applications come in, even when they go to, um, for a nomination by a council member, they're still screened by our office to meet minimum qualifications. So we would still be doing yep. that and then passing along the qualified applicants to the, the council member offices. Yeah, you do that on other committees too. For example, youth commission, you make sure they're the right ages and 
from the right communities and all that stuff to represent. I think we're of one mind on that. Can you please add or keep the veterinary, and it doesn't have to be a veterinarian, but somebody who's worked professionally in veterinary services as one of the components for the PMPE seat and name it as a potential for the mayor's seat too, though not a requirement. Broaden his requirement to include that as a possibility as well. His or her, I should say. Yes, ma'am. So, Philip, does that work for you, or are you angling for an actual licensed veterinarian on the commission? I'm actually open to that, yeah. Registered veterinary technicians, they have have a lot of knowledge and skill as well. So the other question sounds like a good compromise. The other question we need to ask here is on implementation. I do think we should wait at least a year to give this board a chance. Are you guys okay with that? Yes. And then maybe phase half and half or something. Yeah, or, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. One year and then phase them out six at a, or whatever it is at a time. You guys all right with that? Yeah. Madam Clerk, you okay with that? Actually, I think that's quite appropriate. As we're going into an election year, we can use that. We generally align council appointed first positions with the elected's term. So we could look at, at phasing in and out. And another point, I know that the um, the current members, they went through all this application process, they interviewed, we would just be holding over any of those persons who felt that indicated they were interested. We would not ask them to go through all of that again. We'll just move their applications forward as these yeah, things be get great. redone. And maybe you can also, yes. And then also I remember that there might've been some like at large issues with this. If there's any at large, just put them in the PMPE category. Okay. Right. If there's a lesser restriction on where they live and that kind of thing. I can't remember if the, because I remember that there's a person on there right now who doesn't live in the city, of it, I think. I actually, so with this let, latest one, because I, I reconfirmed due to redistricting, we do have everyone, but in the past, you are correct, ma'am, we have had our yeah. veterinarian be out of area. Yeah, so let's put that on the PMPE seats in case we need it to get our veterinarian or our shelter leader or whatever. Absolutely. Just one history lesson for my colleagues. When I first came on this council, <clears throat> I had to keep the person, I I defeated my opponent, but I had to keep his planning commissioner and his parks commissioner for two years because the terms were not congruent with the council members. So we changed that rule after that and made uh, the appointments run congruent with the council terms so that you wouldn't end up trying to work through a very awkward relationship with folks. But uh, so, so it is good timing because you'll have some new council members in the beginning of next year and they can choose new members for, for some folks on that board, and then the others can stay until the next election and we'll phase it phase it that way. Sound good, colleagues? All right, very good. Uh, I believe that that is us providing direction to you. Does this need to go to the council? You could probably put it on consent, Madam Clerk. We'll have to go through um, still the process of the attorney review for ordinance revisions and whatnot. And okay. of course would come forward as a pass for publication, giving the public okay. more opportunity to participate as well. All right. Sounds very good. Keep us posted if you need anything from us. And uh, I think we have one last item, and this is an update for us, you guys, on our other sort of uh, broader visioning here where we're PMPE is kind of tying up loose ends. Madam Clerk, would you help us out with that as well? Discussion item seven is the end reporting of the city advisory body to ensure transparency, consistency, and inclusive participation. And I will defer to the city clerk. Good afternoon, committee members. My name is Mindy Cuppy, your city clerk. And have we have discussed in the past 
so that our city advisory bodies may effectively incorporate their important role, voice, and work, and thoughtful community recommendations to the city council. The PNP committee will facilitate the process for those advisory bodies to communicate their accomplishments, projects, priorities, and recommendations to the city council. So each, we're proposing that each advisory body um, provide an annual report to review by the PNPE committee with assistance from assigned city staff. PNPE will review those reports and provide feedback. The annual report will include highlights and accomplishments from the prior year's work and proposed projects, priorities, and recommendations for the upcoming year. So the Office of the City Clerk will provide a report template and will collaborate with city staff to collect any additional data that may support PNPE's evaluation of the annual report. Staff will present the draft report to the advisory body for discussion and approval prior to forwarding to PNPE. And then once approved by PNPE, staff will present, um, so the advisory body will review, and then once approved, staff will present the report to the PNPE committee. And then the PNPE committee will re review the advisory body's report and will give direction on those recommended projects, priorities, and recommendations. Um, I expect the committee may ask for more information from staff or the advisory body. Uh, before forwarding to the City Council, and then the PNPE Chair will um, work with staff for placement on the City Council agenda. Okay, I'm, before I call... I think we lost the chair. It looks like our chair yeah, froze up. Like if you can hear us, you froze. So I did include in, in your agenda package a um, sample report, um, and I am available for any questions. Let me know if you guys can hear me. Yeah, we got you in now. My, in my back, sorry. Um, I just wanted to tell you that I've worked on this with Mindy and Wendy for a bit, and I think this is a good solution. Our main goals here were to try to put in place a process that would allow more people to participate, but also so that the committees and commissions feel heard. This process allows every committee or commission to have a public hearing with PNPE, and then PNPE can take in what they say talk to staff, decide if there are some things that need to go to council and be discussed or just go to council to be passed. But in the in the past, a lot of committees and commissions have felt unheard. Some of the recommendations have gone years without being addressed. This would be very timely. It would put PMP in a position of <clears throat> helping drive the dialogue between staff and committees and commissions and decision making at the council. So I think it's an elegant solution, though it should be a good start. It could be revised later but it really does give voice to more people and give the committees and commissions some boundaries and guidelines to work within that'll help them feel, uh, I think, a little bit more established and certain about what they're going to work on in advance and then have a reporting back mechanism and PMPE can lead the way for those discussions at council. So I see two of my colleagues have hands up. Uh, council Member Harris here first and then Valenzuela. <clears throat> Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for bringing a semblance of order to our commissions. <laughs> you know, we, we oftentimes appoint people to committees and commissions and don't hear from them again. Um, I think making sure that they produce a work product is, is valuable. And also having a schedule to bring them to council is, I think, essential. You know, the way things pop up on the council calendar is very haphazard. And frankly, it's chaotic. So um, I think this is great. I think you've come up with a good process. Mindy, thank you. Wendy and Chair Ashby, thanks for your input. I, I think we should move this to council. So that's a motion. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Council Member Harris. I really appreciate it. I really do think this will help to 
Councilmember Valenzuela, do you have a comment as well? Yeah, I um, have some suggestions if that's okay. Um, just sure. having seen this, I really appreciate what's there because I think I don't have any disputes with what's there. I think I see things that are missing and right Great. on cue, the leaf blower starts outside my window. So if you can't hear me, just flag me down. <laughs> okay, Go good, good. Um, I think for me, point one is on the city's response to recos. And I mean, before it gets to PMPE. So part of the issue with like the police commission recos, for example, is that the police department and the city attorney had really important feedback that hadn't gotten to the commission yet. So I want the commissions to have a chance to hear from the departments that are staffing them and then decide if they want to change or amend their recos before a report gets submitted. And so I'd like there to be okay. like if some that's requirement. Not, if that's not clear in there, that is part of it. Okay, that yes. is, so that is that was I if that's if she's not reading that then Mindy we need to beef that language up because super clear right that like, like yeah, before it, it very, even gets to PMP yes. like there's a draft set of recommendations yeah. and in whatever fact, city we, department we even changed to the presenter is to make sure that they would have to have coordinated Perfect. in advance but Perfect. Mindy yeah, a little stronger language because if she missed it, others will too. So let's let's yeah. add a sentence. And like, in there. I just felt like you know the police commission recos were a great opportunity because when we were changing recos and making decisions, and sure, like we even had a chance to discuss the feedback. We didn't that was know given if they were legal or not legal, right? Yes. absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. I also okay. think it's important that this be a floor, not a ceiling, because there could be timely things. And I'm thinking also specifically about our disability advisory committee. And like, if something's coming sure. up that's really timely, I want to make sure it's super clear that they're not limited to a year. If something comes up earlier it they should be able to submit it whenever definitely intended to be a floor and not a ceiling but as councilmember harris said very often we had no floor and so we wouldn't hear from people for years after appointing them to a committee or commission so absolutely no and so we can make that we can and i think that and i think most folks will probably just do it once a year but i just could imagine something more timely coming up and then being like we yes. need to get this to the council now well and, I, and the council has asked before we've assigned things measure you is the best example i can think mm -hmm. of prior to this measure you committee but in the past we had assigned to them some review things before we brought a renewal of an ordinance. And so there have been times where the council has actually given an assignment to a committee or commission, asked them to look at it and bring something back. So 100%. yes, we can explicitly state on there that this is a floor and not a ceiling. And we can also more explicitly tease out that we expect city staff to have worked with the committee or commission prior to a report even being brought to PMPE so that it's run through the process and we're not being asked to, you know, be lawyers on the dais or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, okay, I appreciate good. that. Two good suggestions. Oh, I have a few more. Sorry. Um, yeah, so no, I think good. that um, the uh, notifying them when we're discussing something related to them or pertaining to their work, I think a lot of departments do this pretty well. I think sometimes this comes down to a staffing question um, of yep. like not always knowing when we should notify. Again, Disability Advisory Committee is a great example. There's a whole bunch of others. Hey, the council is talking about something that relates to your work and just making sure they're aware. So I think there's also like that expectation. I'd like to be super clear. And then I just have some like miscellaneous items that have come up over the years, having talked to a bunch of these chairs, right? Like Councilmember Valenzuela, let me stop you. This is more about my brain not being able to hold all of the things you're about to say. So let me address the one you just said first. Okay. I'm old. Give me give me a sec. I can okay. slow down. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, what you just said is really important, and that is that we need the city staff that are assigned to each, each committee or commission to be in kind of constant communication with their committee leaders so that they know what's happening. Mindy, our clerk, is going to ask for some additional positions in mid-year and later to help with that kind of oversight. And that is exactly the type of training she wants to provide to the city staff of each committee and commission so that they stay dialed in. But Madam Clerk, I know that you 
are wherever you are probably nodding your head yes in agreement with Councilmember <laughs> Valenzuela. Can you please explicitly put that in there as well and link it to the positions that you're asking for for oversight and training so that city staff in each area, whether it's, I mean, the disability advisory is a whole nother ball of wax because we're missing the position, the entire mm -hmm. position that should exist to oversee that board. But in other instances, like say police commission, where there's a police person that's helping and a, a person from the city attorney's office that's helping needs to be consistent with like what's happening in parks, where there's a person from parks who's also, you know, talking about there's an aquatics facility on the agenda and you're going to be interested. So some of that training. I think that's a good idea. Mindy, if you could add it, that'd be great. All okay. right, Councilman Valenzuela, take me through your other laundry list. Thank you. I swear it's not that long, but um, meeting okay. schedule once adopted by the commission at the beginning of the year shouldn't be changed unless the chair concurs. I um, like sometimes I've heard from chairs that their meetings just get canceled um, and like they don't know why, or maybe they had something they want to talk about. So I think canceling of meetings and sticking to the meeting schedule. It's also for the public if they had things they were going to bring to that commission during open items. So I think that's probably covered in the um in the issues that we brought forward this is this is phase this is part two of one and two and okay. part one we you guys remember we did last mm -hmm. time but we can make sure that's in there too that's an easy one okay awesome uh agenda log like we have for council and law and ledge and others where if they've made requests like there could be some way to track like if that staff is still working on it or what have you it's a staffing issue also okay mm -hmm. yeah uh, city emails, um, which is super important, especially for transparency. If we get Public Records Act, you know, they're searching private emails or some of them are setting up separate emails. I think them having emails and, and ideally having business cards as well so that they can be accessible to the public would be great. Definitely need to ask IT about that, but okay. Uh, website updates and management of content on the website. I know the clerk has been talking through this with some of the folks, but I mean, like for instance, with the police commission, where's their most recent records, you know, where's their document, like having some place that makes it a little bit okay. easier um, for them to access information. Okay. Um, let's see, the department staffing and response we just talked about. Um, and then how do we track the city's implementation of recommendations? And I think that's something, again, with the police commission, because like there was a bunch of recos in there. They're like, we're already doing this actually. And like, I think even the commission was a little surprised by that. And so yeah. I think there'd be a great way to have it. Maybe this is on the website where it's like, here's the reports, but like, here's our updates on, here's where we're at with implementing these different recos so that it doesn't just keep coming back up again, like Groundhog's Day, but it actually okay. moves forward in between commissions. Okay. And I think that's it for now. So, Madam Clerk, what I hear her saying is really very similar to what you have said to me, which is you need some staff to help oversee all of the staff working on these committees and commissions. And I don't know whether we can do everything that Councilmember Valenzuela has listed, but everything she said is worth looking into. So if IT says it's possible or if you can do the pages, whatever. But what we're looking for is more transparency. And really what I hear at the root of all that is better communication between our city staff and the committees and commissions and what we tell the community and what we put out to the community so that they know that these things are happening. So if you could, you know, Madam Clerk, I think most of those things can be addressed on your end through job duties and responsibilities on those positions that you're asking for that would be doing providing oversight to the to this process that Councilmember Harris has moved forward and that I'm seconding. Um, if you could just <clears throat> include that, include those positions in the recommendation, I think we're probably good. Uh, yes, thank you, Councilmember Valenzuela and Chair Ashby. Um, most of those recommendations are part of my work plan already, and thank you for um, highlighting that that is part of the mid-year budget ask that the city manager is putting forward. Um, as you know, we've taken on staffing those 
26 plus boards, commissions, committees of the city, and having some consistency and transparency and accountability, um, I think is really important is, and is, will be transformational for these commissions. And thank yeah. you, Mindy, and your team for all you're doing. Um, I hope you don't take my recommendations as any, any offense, but just an opportunity, I think, for us to further strengthen and protect your time and expectations and also make sure our commissioners have what they, what they want. Um, She's probably thrilled you're saying the same things she said to me three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm sure, right? So thanks, Mindy, yeah. for all you're doing and your team. And, and I know I see Brandy in the um, attendees with too. her hand up, so I'm sure she's got thoughts to add as Okay, well. so before we bring her up, we have a motion and a second. We're not really changing the motion based on Councilmember Valenzuela's input other than to make clear those first two comments that she made and then asking the clerk to further flesh out the uh, positions that she wants to include some of the duties that council member Valenzuela mentioned, and then also asking the clerk to circle up with IT on some of the other requests to see if they're possible or not. Um, and then, so we have a motion and a second, but we have one public comment and it is our, the chair of our disability advisory, uh, Brandy Boyd. Can you, can you hear us Brandy? Thank you, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you Brandy, go for it. Great. So. Um, I just wanted to uh, make a point to be present at your meeting today because I know that um, this item being put forth by um, the clerk is something that we've discussed frequently over the last couple of years. Um, you guys are very well aware that there's currently no clear mechanism for your commissions like the Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission in our capacity as an advisory body to communicate our concerns and provide feedback to yourselves directly. And likewise, there's, likewise, there's no clear pathway for um, our commission to receive guidance on priorities from council members. And so uh, it does look like uh, this is a step in the direction to improve that transparency and communication. And I echo um, the request by uh, council member Valenzuela in regards to staff staffing and um, supporting the onboarding and training of those who staff our commissions. For example, um, our commission is uh, currently um, onboarding our fifth um, person uh, since I've been on the commission. And I think there's some lost progress whenever that happens and having some clear mechanisms in place to train those folks and establish expectations will only serve the city better moving forward. Brandy, thank you so much and thanks for helping us because I think hearing from you over the last few months has really helped drive the dialogue too. So we're grateful. Thank you for everything you do to help all of us. I really appreciate you. Thank you very Madam, much. Madam Clerk, I, Brandy's the only speaker I see. Do you have others? Uh, I have Barry Boyd signed up to speak. Okay, yep, I do see Mr. Boyd. Hi, Mr. Boyd. Hello there, Chair Ashby. I'm uh, not certain if I'm coming through because I can't see my Yeah, screen. we can hear you. We can hear Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you um, for this opportunity. I do have a uh, uh, my usual plethora of questions, but I only have two minutes and you know me. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that said, um, two questions. I'm not sure if this is the right form. I'm just curious, there are uh, a couple of commissions and boards that are no longer posted in the Granicus um, upcoming meetings. 
uh, one in uh, particular, the Sacramento Housing and Redevelopment Agency. Uh, is this the form that I can ask uh, to get those meetings uh, for SHRA back in uh, public noticing? Um, that is just one item. But in regards, uh, in regards to the reporting, the annual reporting, um, my concerns are if whichever commission and or board has their, let's say four points, uh, it's gonna be a, a finite amount simply because of time. Wouldn't that restrict the overall essence of that board or commission in doing its work, which should be open to the multitudes of issues that do happen throughout the year? Not saying uh, mm -hmm. there is a plan and we understand you know, let's, let's concentrate on the, the will of the people, which is defined by the mass majority concerns, fantastic. And to make sure those are the issues and not of a um, special interest and or sure. narrow, narrow, narrow uh, parameter. Mr. Boyd, I'll answer the second half of the question, but let me see if the clerk can answer the first half. Can you, can one of you, Mindy or Wendy, answer the question about postings for SHRA board meetings? Um, so SHRA, um, it, the Housing and Redevelopment is managed by SHRA, not by the city. So that's not considered a city commission. Okay. So maybe you could, uh, Mr. Boyd, if you'd like, you could reach out to Mindy Cuppy's office and she could provide for you the link for SHRA for how you could find those boards and committee meetings. They're probably posted on SHRA's website now instead of the city's. Yes. They, they just, just before you, I'm uh, sorry for cutting sure. you off here. Um, they once were, and it was only, I believe, only into the, uh, maybe within the last year, maybe year and a half, to where those postings are no longer Yeah, there. in the last year and a half, we separated out the duties of SHRA from the city council, and they're now run completely, even though it's the same members, the council is the same members, uh, we run them totally separately because SHRA has their own legal council and their own system. So that's why you saw that change over the last year and a half, because we separated the two. Okay, thank you. And then as to the second part of your question, I'll give you a brief answer because we have to move on. But I, you have you have had the benefit, Mr. Boyd, of serving on boards with a robust agenda like the Planning Commission. But many boards and commissions are asking for us to give them more specific duties and parameters to work within. And even to the extent that we have boards that have a lot of things to work on, uh, like the Planning Commission, it is good for us as a city and as your, as the elected officials who are accountable for the actions of those boards to give you guidelines that are the priority for the city of Sacramento. So for example, if the rail yards was a priority or the urban core was a priority or housing was a priority, it would be good for us to be able to communicate that to the Planning Commission so that while you're making your decisions throughout the year, you would take into account those priorities. So. I think what you should hear this as is not so much as a as a limiting of dialogue for boards and committees, but more as helping define priorities from your elected officials who are the ones being held accountable for what the outcomes are for each of these boards and commissions. And it's really trying to help us with a dialogue where we're communicating that we're all pulling in the same direction instead of having boards and committees that kind of go off working on one issue when we as the city council are trying to work on another. This way we're all pulling in the same direction. So I hope that answers your question or gives you some guidance and clearance. Thanks for calling in today, Mr. Boyd. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. 
Okay. Madam Clerk, we have a motion and a second, and I do not see any further comments. Can you please call the roll? Yes, ma'am. Can we, I have you as the motion. Can we clarify the second, please? Harrison. I am the second. Mr. Harris is the motion maker. I am the second. Thank you very much. Member Lillowey? He said aye, it just cut aye. <laughs> Member Harris? Uh, oh. Aye. <laughs> aye for Sean. <laughs> Member Thank Valenzuela. you, aye. <laughs> Member Valenzuela? Yes. And Member Ashby, Chair Ashby? Yes. And Mindy and Wendy, thank you very much for your work, and thank you to the uh, City Attorney's Office for their help as well. That means we have passed out of PMPE part one and part two of our overview. We will get them cleaned up a bit and then uh, take them to council. Thank you very much to our clerk and our staff. That I know it's, uh, it's tedious work, but that is extremely meaningful what you all just did. So good job, Sean and Katie and Jeff. Appreciate you. Madam Clerk, anything else before we adjourn from PMPE for today? No, ma'am, I have no other comments. Colleagues, you good? You need anything? Everybody set? All right, see you in a bit. Thanks, all. We're adjourned. <laughs>